Conversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie. Karen. Welcome, as always. Um, Karen and I were talking a little bit ago, and we wanted to make sure that at the top of the podcast, we mentioned to you that if you go to our website and click on Sponsor the Pod, we do a newsletter. And in the newsletter, there's some extra content, but we also each month do a Zoom party. And we're looking for a clever word for that that's like a youth group to yeah. name it. <laughs> I just suggested to Bonnie breach because I love the verb <laughs> noun ones like impact. So what is better than, than picturing a foot-first baby crowning? Um, what? That's what a breach is. <laughs> How can you is. crown if you're foot first? It, anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, doctor. So anyway, we do that each month with our sponsors, and it's really fun. And it is. so we uh, we don't talk about, you know, Jesus shit, and we necessarily, I mean, sometimes we do, but sometimes it's other stuff. And um I really like the one that we did last week, but we're going to try to do them on a Monday next time. So the new date will be crazy Monday, April. Talk. Tw- yeah, crazy talk. Monday, April 25. So if you want to be a part of that, click the link, do that or don't, um, <laughs> whatever you want to do. It really we're not going to boss you around. We are. Um, but it does you really are. help. And we're so thankful to our sponsors because also it's total moral support. What you get in the newsletter is like people who sponsor us. We've asked them to send in their their deconstruction, deconversion stories. So we get to post that and everyone loves that. And now we also are posting some extra audio uh, info content that you will not hear on the podcast. And the next one might include a vibrator. We'll see. You have to, <laughs> we'll you see. know, I'm just going to leave it <laughs> like that. My God. Um, so anyway, that's that. That's just a little bit of housekeeping up front. So we're going to bust into more of our normal. We are um, breaching. Fine. I'm telling you, it works for everything. Okay. Well, um, I just wanted to mention that what I did yesterday was a bit of self-care. I got in the car and paid too much for gasoline and drove and drove and drove. And I just went up some of the Turnpike and some of US-1 up to Vero Beach. On the way up there, it's, you know, it's it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more genuine feeling. It's like a more of the middle of Florida feeling. Mm-hmm. just an hour north of where we are in Palm Beach County. And so there, there was a group of people, and I sent you the picture, and they were just standing on the side of the road at an intersection with some signs up. And I know enough of Spanish, because a lot of the signs were in Spanish, some were in English. Um, the problems you have that are very big, but Christ is the solution, that was on one of them. That yeah, was yeah. that was my translation. I'm In like, Espanol. I know that word. I know that word. I know that word. Here's one that <laughs> it, no one. It's hard to <laughs> translate the word problemo. It can be tricky. No. <laughs> Problemas. <laughs> oh. Um. So then, um, this this other person's was not getting any response, and I think just because of the general behavior 
patterns that we know about traffic. It says honk if you love Jesus. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to honk. There is you know. silence. <laughs> right. Um, so here's one that says trust God more than your circumstances. Um, this one, I don't know the verb translations, but this one says um, that Jesus is the something to the eternal life. And I'm guessing it means, I guess this part, word is probably like the way or the path yeah, or something like that. We right. would assume. So those were children doing those. And, you know, all these were were just okay, let's go to the store and get some white paper, and we've got a few markers, four different colors, you know. (laughs) Have at it, kids. But what I saw in that was, one, all the kids had, like, long skirts, which is questionable to me. That always gives me a weird feeling. And then there were adults every you know, few kids that are not holding a sign and look unhappy as they stare at the kid to, I guess, make sure they're holding the sign up high enough. I am not sure. Or they're like, oh, it's my turn to go take these damn kids to the side (laughs) of the road and all that. Do you remember doing that stuff and you were afraid people you knew we're going to drive by or see you in some way. Yeah, and we should have been exactly the opposite if we were all gung-ho for Jesus. I like, oh, I hope a friend sees me here on the side of the road. I'm going to change their lives. This, I picked the blue marker, and it's going to make all the difference. Oh. That's, well, that's how it works. So um, the other things that you get just on the side of the highway up there in the middle of Florida or the start of the middle are the things where they show a little baby inside your, you know, uterus. And there's some message there about, yeah, (laughs) it's not um, because babies are perfect. Um, (laughs) But it talks about how, you know, this is a human inside you. So you know, don't have abortions and it's growing and it's real. Um, So you get a lot of that, like maybe the second you leave this county. Yeah. And it's all the way up. It's through Georgia. I mean, we see it every time we drive down from Tennessee. We're like, here it comes, here it comes. You're going to go to hell. Um, Mm -hmm. Choose eternal life. Uh, There's one where it's a baby and it says, I'm so glad my mother chose life. Yeah. And that baby is a miserable human being, 13 <laughs> years old. No. So, yeah, it's these um, weird guilt scare yeah. tactics. Yeah, meanwhile, the further closer to us you get, it's like, need a lawyer? Steiner Govan <laughs> Green got me $300,000. Got right. me. Unbelievable. Well, talking about legal stuff, it is time we're going to do a tight turnaround for this episode because the Hillsong movie is out. Uh, When I looked up Hillsong movie because I wanted to find out someone's name that I saw in there, I didn't realize that there are actual Hillsong movies, I guess, put out by Hillsong. I don't know what's happening there, but this is a Hillsong documentary on Discovery Plus, and they have a seven-day free trial, so you can see it. But as I put in the title of this, there will be spoilers in this, so if you're like, I want to be just surprised and shocked, 
then, <laughs> then um, go then watch you it. you haven't been paying attention if you're surprised <laughs> or shocked. Jeez. Go ahead and, uh, yeah, pause this. Go watch it. It'll take you seven hours and then come right back. That's not true. People are going to believe you. It takes less How than long three. Less than really? three hours. I yeah. thought it said an hour and a half for each episode and there were three. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Because I looked. Okay, I guess I was I'm counting a liar. down. Well, because I had to go to sleep before <laughs> too long, and then I had to watch the rest this morning. Gotcha. Oh, you're just so such I planned a cheater. It. I know. So let's take it from the top. Well, let's take it from the top, which I'm going to start at the very end of this documentary. Well, how is that the top? Okay, because it's it's in the news. Um, the guy, the head of Hillsong, resigned literally four days ago from when we're talking. Right. Not resigned temporarily, but he's like, boom, resigned. I mean, I guess he could Tom Brady it and come back, but true. As if, as if, I mean, I didn't even know that when I started watching because I oh. don't pay attention to the current the events. The TikTok I sent you to watch about that, that's fine. Don't worry, Bonnie. <laughs> you didn't send it to me. No, it had I didn't. to come up on my stupid <laughs> feed and I felt betrayed. Um, so, yeah, he resigned and mm-hmm. good, good. Good. Yeah, so we'll get into how he resigned at the end, why he resigned. You want to do that? I guess we're going to go through it all and, you know, we'll get to why. Uh, didn't he resign because of all the shit that has been no. happening for years? No. No? It's exciting. Uh. Bonnie. Okay, all right. You're going to, your hair is going to devolumize. <laughs> so why did he resign? This, this time, said, why I'm did he resign? Stav- I'm saving it. It's okay. gonna be it's gonna be the cherry on top of the melting uh, <laughs> banana split that is Hillsong, which. So I've said this before. When I was living in Australia, um, I was living in Melbourne. Hillsong is in Sydney. This is in the '90s, and my girlfriend was like, "Hey, do you want to come up and do a week long conference?" At this, you know, place called Hillsong. I knew about it. Did this you have was, to pay? Um, I I bet I had to pay very little because we were broke. So I'm not sure what it was in those days. I'm sure it was, you know, more than I had or who knows. And they probably gave you the incorrectly named scholarship. Maybe. I mean, well, I'm a scholar. That's scholar of nothing. Okay, so went up and you stay in like these dorms with the the metal bed, bunk beds. That's all fine. I was having a hard time in Australia anyway. There was a lot of just I couldn't get a job, you know, feeling low and very disoriented. So I go there um, and what they had throughout the week was you would take, quote, classes. And it seems that they have now changed that and those little week-long classes into their college now. And we'll go over that they have a, quote, unquote, college. So I did this whole thing. And then, you know, I had, like, comparative religions or how to hear God clearly. I mean, they were just all those (laughs) mishmash ones. 
And oh, you know, I did hear have, God clearly. Whatever we agree with, that's when you're hearing God clearly. You are hearing Him. And he always says, I love you and you're special. It's pretty, um, it, it's very self-affirming. So then there was a dance class, though. And, you know, growing up Southern Baptist, I'm all mm-hmm. over those dance classes. Do we dance to some, to Hillsong music? Yes. Is it embarrassing when I look at it now? Yes. End of story. But at night, you go to like the big auditorium There were tons of people, the music, it was amazing, especially for that time where it sounded new. Bonnie, it was. (laughs) You stop your head like that. For that time, it was good. But I guess it was Brian Houston who was talking, and he gave a word of knowledge. And he said, this is for someone, and I swear I felt it was for me. So I started crying and all that good stuff. It probably was for everybody. That's how they do it. I know, Bonnie, but why (laughs) would God use Brian Houston to talk to me? Why? (laughs) Because you're hearing him clearly. You took the class. But you know what? Okay, while we're on the topic, we can bust into this because there's nothing that's going to ruin the flow of, you know, the chronicle of events uh, or chronology of events in in the documentary. But the volunteers for Hillsong Church, they said they would be given a little statement and there would be like a statement of the year. And so it's just like that word you described that he said, this is going to mean something to somebody. And one of the statements that they told the volunteers to keep saying over and over was, can you believe we get to do this? Right. (laughs) That's so shitty and evil. Can you believe we get to do all this for nothing? Can you believe? (laughs) That's it. So my husband and I were talking after this because YWAM was the same way. Like you... Your days are spent scrubbing toilets, cooking for everyone, and it's like seen as this service. And if you do all this work and free labor, it sort of is known to sort of honor God and be, yeah, works of service and all that shit. But very so, corporation. But then, to, but then to add on it, like, okay, I don't want it? you to just do this service. I want you to be excited about it. Like, that's, that's it. the dream of every slaveholder. Like, <laughs> go yep. pick those fields, whatever. Go pick those crops and be friggin' happy about it. Don't come yeah. bitching about it. Oh. It's so, it's so perfect. So what I was surprised is that it started in 1978 by the father, Frank Houston. (laughs) And this is all in Australia. And my husband was saying, and this is very true, when it came, when it finally came to America and became so big here too, it's like the Australians who have much less... uh, not probability, but demographics of Christians, especially evangelicals, out-evangelicaled Americans. Like, Um, they came here, and it just blew up and is, was one of the biggest. 
things. So I know you didn't know too much about Hillsong, but right when it began and you saw the huge auditorium and the Mm -hmm. lights, like, what did you think? I thought, well, it's just, it's like um, a wannabe rock show. Very true. Which then makes the main person look like... The rock star. The rock star. Yeah. The other thing... People who are saying they go to it in New York, they all looked cool, like <laughs> very cool. And Bonnie, well, they, they had it in. They, they had, had it dyed in a night- hair. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They had it in a nightclub venue. So it's Sunday morning. They're not using the nightclub. Perfect synergy for that. So they would have um, lines around the block waiting mm-hmm. to get in. Um, the other thing that people kept mentioning over and over again is that they had VIP sections for yeah. church. I'm like, the VIP section for church should happen naturally when you're an integral part of the youth group like we were, and you claimed <laughs> the front five rows <laughs> of the left-hand right. side. <laughs> know your place. Um, <laughs> right. I was always, when my dad was a deacon, it was like his week on, they got to sit at the front row middle. So it was like, oh, dad doesn't get to sit with us this week. And he would be up Mm -hmm. at the front. And I'm like, that's my daddy. Um, That's not a gross. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) the VIP section was for Selena Gomez, um, one of the, the... the Jenner Kardashians, like people were going to it. One of it was Kendall. I know. They're just all the same. I don't know. Well, she's really pretty, so I like looking at her. Well, um, <laughs> write her doctor and tell him. So, yeah, it's like, oh, we're all equal in Christ. Well, are you equal no, if you're, you're the not. ones scrubbing the toilets and they're the ones sitting up front? But yeah, so, so we really f- didn't have any kind of a structure for what we're talking about. We're just I picking. Do. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Um, well, we keep referring to the volunteers, and that's one of the things that struck me is they used anybody who was part of the church, whether it was grownups or people who were involved in the, the colleges, for their free labor. Mm-hmm. And they did not have a lot of charges for running the place. Who did they have to hire? Nobody. That's, they that's had people exactly doing lighting, it. sound, mm-hmm. cleaning, ushering. Um, and these people, it didn't seem like they were just like the ones who kind of volunteered, showed up for an hour or two, and then left. They were getting shit done. Yeah. And I mean, this happens everywhere. And I happen to know of someone who goes to a different church somewhere else who that has a college mm-hmm. and her health was suffering because she was going to the college and part of the college for their quote credit yeah. that by the way is not transferable to any accredited college <laughs> in the US but um, had them do quote work study at the church yeah. She was at that college slash church for 60 hours a week. What? And got so exhausted. Like it was it was physically taxing. She had to 
take a break and that's all that. ridiculous. I mean, they could they could do it for twenty hours a week, and that would be a really nice thing. Well, you know? if you're in the worship oh group, you have all your practices. You have your performing. You're going to you know the college, which is usually connected. So you're always there. And all these big churches now have these leadership colleges attached. You know what else got me when they were talking about going into the break room? I'm like, if you're a volunteer, why do you need a break room? Oh my God, a break from that? Horrible. As it's in, just a they sad sh- shouldn't be allowed breaks. I agree. They, they, they shouldn't should have just to do be... so much that they need a break. <laughs> a oh smoke my break. God, right? <laughs> so in this documentary, there were different people talking, and I can't even remember which one said this, but he was like, they had what I called the six C's, because he liked everything to have C's. They had the church. Mm-hmm. They had the concert. And with Hillsong, this is really important because their music was written really well to make you feel something because of chord progression. And we've talked about that. And if mm-hmm. you're in a group and, you know, they're manipulating you with the lights and the volume of the music and all that stuff. So concert, then their CDs, which anyway would be music streaming etc they're mm-hmm. selling all that their college their mm-hmm. cinema because they had a lot of movies and displays in that way and then their conferences like the one yeah. i went to so they were bringing over a hundred million in each year that's yeah crazy. tax not taxed tax-free So that's what I was going to ask you, because um, we will announce some just unbelievable, amazing things we've got coming. But we just registered (laughs) as an LLC. They had, what, 40 LLCs that they did, which means... Yeah, they, they weren't organizing in groups. They were organizing all of the sections of, of the church as little LLCs. Which so, means they couldn't be sued. Like limited liability corporations. Wow. And they were... They, somebody was just like, this was completely run like a business. And Absolutely. he was just the CEO. Yeah. So he really... So Frank, who started it in 78... It started as, I think, an AOG um, church, you know, charismatic, believing in all that stuff. And then they were like, you know, it would be good music. And the music is really what took off because people were like, I'm bored. Oh, there's this concert. I'm going to leave feeling great about myself, that God yeah. loves me, etc. So they started off in Sydney, Australia. It went really well. And then the son took over, Brian Houston. I did not realize how much his teeth would annoy me. Oh, my God. Perfect. I'm going to send you a picture. I don't want to see his teeth again. <laughs> but it's, it's just what happened to be. <laughs> it's just what it happened to look like. All right. Hold on. Let's just this take a minute. This is going to be insulting, I'm sure. But. It wasn't that he had bad teeth. He had good teeth to the point of once you know about him, you're like, oh, yeah, I would have known right off the bat by his teeth. There's just something. Okay, so I took a screenshot from the the documentary 
because just the graininess of the photo and however they had done effects to the photo. <laughs> look at how look at how they make his teeth look. <laughs> oh, they're little American girl doll teeth. And guess what? This picture shows that at one time he got teeth work done, I think, because later they're just all uniform and they're very upfront teeth. They lead the room. For sure. <laughs> well, I just think that it looks like those, like when you put two teeth in to be a bunny or Doug Henning. Why do I? <laughs> so Bonnie puts two teeth in. There you go. <laughs> there is two. something. There's something about him. And so my husband was like, I hate his accent. I'm like, you're Australian. And he's like, no, his accent, uh, you know, there's something that really annoyed my husband, and I'm like, is it like the preacher affectation with the Australian accent? I don't know, but he was very, like, visibly upset every time Brian Houston spoke. Which is completely the opposite of my perception. I generally have a very low tolerance for BS, but somehow when he spoke, I never felt like he was a pastor giving a sermon. Isn't that weird? Brian? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought he sounded super earnest. He did. He um, did. So I'm not sure. There's Maybe there's just something that my husband was like, yeah, it, that sounds fake because they're definite. I mean, the way Americans can change their accents a bit for one reason or another. Maybe that's that. Yeah. I don't know. His, like, his delivery for me was okay. But I also have some kind of, <laughs> some kind of short-sightedness, too. Like, I always thought Donald Rumsfeld sounded really All right. incredible <laughs> in the way I know. But it was you his know, speech. You know, he sounds great. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. They just, I believe them. So I, I admit, like, I don't have the complete ability to tell BS, except with Brian. And I think that this is a bigger pattern. I don't care for his hair. I think when men do okay, too many gotcha. things mm -hmm. with their hair, that there's some kind of a vanity thing happening that to me makes me go, I don't know. Are you, not, know. Are you talking about Carl? Nope. I'm talking about Brian, wow. but Carl Carl is right there with like, him. Okay, yeah. we'll get to Carl and his hair because there's a lot. <laughs> that could be the movie right there, a sponsored movie by Pantene. <laughs> but what was amazing in, the, in this documentary is they just did like this little clip of the Hillsong shop. Did you see that? And there was like beautiful scarves. Yeah. I was like, I want scarves. that scarves. <laughs> I want that freaking scarf. Yeah. And but they everyone. Had words on them. Oh, did like, they? Um, not words but the people... that said Hermes, but uh. like faith, prosperity. <laughs> but the people that went to it that they were interviewing all looked very cool. And this goes back to. I did not see any middle-aged people there. So especially the New York one is so based on the young image, the yeah. tight jeans at yep. the time, the, um, you know, the bigger stretcher earrings, dyed hair. Yep. Like it was a 
a mishmash of very cool-looking young people, which is hard to sustain because they might not make as much money, but you're bringing them in, and the more you have if you get $3 and free work off of them, yeah, that's a pretty good business model. It is, and the other person, there was another thing that somebody commented about, like they totally understand what big tobacco knew like you get them young right and then you get them for life yeah and i mean that's if they're not indoctrinated as kids but you having lived in new york when they were saying we would have a line you know that went around the block and some new yorkers are just like i'm up for anything what's this line (laughs) everyone looks cool well i'm going in Oh, and, I, am, I am interested yeah. in anything that seems to have exclusivity. Yep. So the mm. one in uh, Sydney was Brian Houston, who headed that up. And then someone who went to the college there was a young Carl Withers, was a young Carl <laughs> um, Lentz. Rove. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wait, so did he go to the college in Australia? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Much like I went to the conference, I mean, I really could have been pegged to be a leader, and it could be me right now mm-hmm. that could have fallen because I met someone at a dog park. Um, we'll get <laughs> into that. So, he sees Carl, and then we get to see. Carl, who later becomes the leader of the huge expanding church in New York City, we see a young Carl with long, wavy locks. Yeah. I must admit, he uh, totally has the Kavorka. The what? The Kavorka. What's that? Didn't you watch Seinfeld? He has that charisma where... He's good looking enough that you are listening to him, but you're also like, I want to hang out with him because he's very cool and thus would make me cool. But I'm also very focused on how good looking his forearms are while he's talking about something important. Like it's all mixed up in this weird, Hmm. confusing thing that I would think young people, especially those who like men, would be would be slightly confused. So it's like a melange of, of components. So okay, let's let's. I I told Karen yesterday. I saw a picture of him with his hair short, and he was clean shaven, and he had on like dress clothes, so his mm-hmm. jeans weren't super tight with holes in them, and he was attractive. So then right. other iterations of him turn into his hair like being super short on the sides and swooped up like the elf from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer the in Gumby the middle. look, right. Yeah. And then the glasses that he started wearing in the last couple of years were like the ones Jeffrey Dahmer wore, which ruined it for me. And But some people it didn't ruin it for, and I get it. Right, right. And he's totally ripped, so he goes to the gym, and he had on those pants in one picture that were super low, and you could, it was like pubic hair adjacent where the waistband was. Right. And that's just, ew. It's very, um, it's a lot of stumbling block 
material. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you preaching? The yeah. the documentary also, was... Oh, yeah, what are you preaching? Yeah, get to the part where at the colleges that they have, they are telling the people who go to college there, no sex, no drinking, um, and then that's just not... It's not tolerated at all. If they catch you, they send you home. Yeah. Well, it was the same in what I did. We weren't supposed to date at all. Um, There was, of course, all this stuff on purity. So before Carl ended up joining and getting into Hillsong, he was also like a young adult pastor at another church, I think in Virginia or North Carolina. And... There were people who knew him from there, where he would talk to them about purity. And the whole idea is, does he protest too much? Is he too focused on purity that we should have seen that he might be struggling with it himself? Um, but yeah, he he would preach about that. And then when he went to Hillsong, again was all very focused on, you know, God, please keep my mind pure. So one clip of him praying about that up on stage, and I mean, this stage was huge. It was definitely somewhere that you two would play. And I say that because Bono also attended the church. Um, he but they would, would, they would have concerts in the same places that Taylor Swift would have hers. I mean, they could draw that many people. Fill it out to the brim. But there was one clip where he's praying and he's walking and he's like, God, you know, cleanse me, keep me pure, make sure everything I think. But his eyes are open and he's looking at the audience as he's praying. And that disturbed me because you're using a personal prayer as a speech instead of a prayer there's just a lot of manipulative things that were going on. Well, um, when are we going to talk about the fact that they used church tithe money to buy super expensive tennis shoes? When's that coming? I guess now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they got busted for that at one point. That was brought up in here. They had, yeah. If you're on Instagram, I mean, we've, posted preacher's sneakers before and I get how it's confusing because the guy behind it is a Christian but some of the things that he would post like hey this guy's wearing $700 shoes and all that you would get to think that this guy is like look how hypocritical Christians are but he was a Christian so he started getting a lot of flack And then finally, Carl reached out to him. But everyone said that if you're in a room, it's like Tom Cruise. If you're in a room with Carl, you feel like he really cares about you. He has something extra that a lot of people don't have. And I'm not just talking about low pants. (laughs) He has extra. They showed one like jacket that he was wearing from Gucci and Supreme or something like that. There was about, oh no, it was a pullover, a hoodie. There was I like $3,000. I, yeah. 
Oh, just it's it's the whole the whole cycle of what that says to people and what you're using to try to lure people in and what they think they're coming to as far as the church. And once they get there, they don't get a supreme pullover. They get volunteer duty. I don't know. I, I don't it's, know. It's a slow boil. I think the whole idea of you've got to spend money to make money. So right. it translates to them. And who knows if he was given these things and all that. Who knows? He could have been sponsored and not done a Zoom party <laughs> on Monday night, April 25th. <laughs> but the whole idea that people would look and go, he's cool. He's, he's a New York success story in some way. And then they see Bieber there. I saw the clip where Carl actually said, um, yeah, we say our church is nameless to famous as far as the people going. Right. Would you like to go there and realize you are just, (laughs) have just been (laughs) labeled nameless? I I would know that going in. (laughs) Happily. But to be labeled that. Yeah, I know. Is such a weird mind fuck. And they also said they knew that to attract men, they had to have beautiful women. And if you look at anything, that's right. Yeah. If you look at anything Hillsong, Sydney or not, they have beautiful people. There was another clip in there. There They showed Justin Bieber leaving. I don't know where it was. I guess it was the church. And then getting into one of those Mercedes boxy G things. Mm-hmm. And those cars are 130000 or so. Like You can have a nice car to take you around that is $100,000 less I promise. And then you could take that $100,000 and do something really amazing with it. But it's Bieber. He can't be in a in a Nissan Leaf. He's got to look, you know. That's such bullshit. I'm don't look at me. I I'm not only I by am looking at you. Yeah. And one of ours does not have air conditioning. It was making me very irritated the other what? day. What? You did I that know. on purpose? What? No. Our air conditioning oh, do, doesn't work very well. Oh, yes, I thought you yes. bought one without it. And I'm like, I didn't even no. know that was a possibility yeah. these days. <laughs> I also drive it with my feet through the floorboards. Uh, right. And I just go really quickly. <laughs> well, the other thing, I mean, we're jumping around a lot, but the documentary had so much about the abuse of power and the narcissism that is in Brian Houston and also Carl. Yeah, people were just like, yeah, you could recognize it right off the bat. And someone said, you know, you can't be, uh, you have to be a narcissist to be a megachurch pastor. And I totally agree. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even think that though, for the longest time. But you kind of have to be. You do, because the confidence you need to get up in front of that many people And the other thing that showed his narcissism, besides everything, is that he would do his little preaching and then he would jump into probably another Mercedes and go to like his next event or preaching or whatever he was doing. So he wasn't a pastor like who stayed and talked to you. Right. That was passed on. If you had any difficulties or you wanted to connect more, 
I guess the minions just did that <laughs> holding the just, <laughs> if you wanted holding to the toilet more. brush. Right. Like, okay, I'll get to you in one second. Let me finish. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, um, yeah, he would go from one event to another, which I think probably gave him the feeling that he was going to gigs, you know. And the whole narcissism thing is, I guess there's an, of course, there's an art to preaching and taking the information and revving up people, but it's not like you've, you're putting out a creative product. It's like, you you know, not, not every rock star is a narcissist. They just happen to write songs and perform them. Mm -hmm. And if people like them, then great. But, but I never even put those things together. You know, and then I think of some of the people who we knew who were planning on being pastors. I'm like, mm-hmm. ew, he had an out of uh, an, uh, a disproportionately large ego. Right. I'm like, oh, so did he. Oh, so did that one. Yeah. As we know, Carl ended up having an affair, and that was why he stepped down. I'm sorry. He stepped down because he was caught by, I think, someone in their IT department seeing Mm -hmm. the emails and all that between he and his lover. But the can we talk about that? Was on was actually in the documentary, which I guess I was sort of surprised. Although she's, you know, she came out saying, "Hey, it was me." yeah, but, shortly yeah. after the affair was revealed uh, as part of his resignation, she was not long, <laughs> it did not take her to long to tell people, oh, I was the one. Right. And I never know. I never know if those people are like, I've got to get ahead of this or it's going to destroy my life because people are going to find me. Or, I don't know. Or She's what? on a reality show. Know. Oh, is she? She's getting ready. She just posted something about uh, that. It's see. called like X on the Beach or oh, something no. like that. So she's going to be Carl's ex? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, man. So, okay. So she talks about, I love this, that they met in a park and he was looking at her and he walks over to her and wanted to get to know her, introduce himself to her, get her phone number, what have you. Mm-hmm. And... um he would not tell her his last name. I'm like, okay. Sorry. Don't you think that's when you run? Exactly. I think that she, oh, so she then said she figured out who he was by his phone number and reversed, looked up, you know, the information. So once she figured out that she had somebody uh, roped in who was a big shot like that, like I think the big shotness was what was the attraction. I agree. And if you have someone looking at you at a park, for <laughs> me, they don't look like Carl Lentz. And then so it's a different thing. Like you're like, do I call the cops? Do I get in my car? No. You know, there's this attractive guy. And then, you know, he comes up, you're like all that stuff. And I bet when he said I'm not going to tell you my last name. I bet he presented it in a way of, I'm somebody, but I'm trying to 
stay on the down low. I just want to know you and you know me for who I am. So like almost that humble brag thing that you're talking about. Like, I'm not going to tell you my last name. Uh, Yeah, he said something to her like, well, I don't want you Googling me and taking anything the wrong way. And I think she said that she asked him that day, like, are you married? (laughs) And he's like, yes. And she's like, okay, I'm in. So you're right. I mean, there was definitely some weird thing going on there. I don't know. Okay, so at one point, the woman who he was having an affair with showed video that she saved of him. Yeah. That he sent to her talking to her like, well, you might not want to talk to me. And I don't know. And he's just like, okay, so maybe you'll talk to me again one day. And he's not wearing a shirt. I know. <laughs> he's like, not wearing a shirt. Come on. And, and the videos were like really good videos. Yes, I know. Like the videos I make for my family of something <laughs> You know, it's from the double chin angle, the lighting's bad, but his were like, was someone filming his? They looked good. Hey, girl, I got my shirt off, and I just wanted to make sure I'm just in a corner of my basement. My family, who doesn't know, they're upstairs. Yeah, it was definitely, she saved all that stuff, which I sort of get. You probably save it anyway. But then to put it on, it, you saved bad. it because you knew somebody would do a documentary of it soon. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. So something that wasn't in there, obviously, was that this week Hillsong released a statement telling its members not to watch this documentary. Oh, and they to, did. Yep, and to focus all their energy on continuing to help grow what they've already started. So Hillsong, right. it kept talking about how they wanted to be a movement. And they were. I mean, for for decades, they were this huge movement. And so now, again, they're trying to just be like, these are attacks of the devil. They didn't say that, but I'm sure he that's... Did. He did about... Not this most recent stuff, but they had him on video, Brian Houston, saying, this is the devil doing this, and um, this is an attack on your Christian values, totally turning it around. And I I have people turn that kind of stuff around all all the time when I say, well, I don't like this. I'm like, well, don't you like your job? I'm like, yeah, I like my job, (laughs) but this part of it. So he was also saying, don't listen to what's out there, you know, focus on us. And somebody Mm -hmm. pointed out, like, anytime somebody tells you, Ignore what the other people are saying. Only listen to me. That's when you know you're in a cult-like situation. Yeah, because you're also like, what if that's my parents? No. Start cutting yourself off and distancing yourself from even them because that's Satan. Yeah, so when (laughs) Brian was saying that in the film, it wasn't about, obviously, the documentary. I think that one at the time was also about how... He was being attacked because we come to find out that he was being looked at by the Australian government because his father was a pedophile. Yeah. There was never any proof till later there was some hard proof that the son actually knew and the son contributed to a payoff to one of the people who said, 
you know, Frank Houston um, did terrible things to me. So that means that Brian was complicit. He knew. And according to Australian law, you have to report that. And he didn't. And not only did he not report it, but when he was questioned under oath, he didn't disclose that. So that's what's been going on for the last year or two is that, wait, no, we have proof now because now we have access to all your stuff and we see a recording, an email, a something where you said, I'll get the money and I'll, I'll pay this guy. So Right. Now, yeah. I go, go back to that because if people didn't grab that in Australia, if you have information mm-hmm. and you don't share it, that somebody has done something wrong, you're in trouble to too. A child. Yeah. I love that. They have I'm a lot of sorry. things. I love that. <laughs> Did you see when it was he had to take an oath to tell the truth and there was no Bible and there was no um, you know, so help you God or whatever thing. Um, so maybe that's why he was like I'm going to lie because they didn't didn't have a Bible. (laughs) Didn't have to invoke the name of the Lord. I'm free. (laughs) So the whole college thing, to me, it amuses me. Like I said, it's a trend that these big places are doing because it brings in more money. They do things like, you know, equipping leadership. You can be on a worship team. You can be... um, you know, do all those things without a, quote, college degree. But it sucks you in because you're like, I'm going to get closer to God. I'm going to be around all the cool people. It's it's a comforting place. And you think it's direction in life, you know. But their college had some, some issues. Well, okay, so first of all, they said when you go to college there, you know, you're signing all your forms as you mm-hmm. do when you sign up to go to school. And one of the things that you are just signing away is a non-disclosure agreement. That's wild. How creepy is that? Yeah. And then they were also discussing how, well, you know, you're 17 or 18 signing all these forms. You don't know what you're signing until it's too late and something happens later and you're like, oh, whoops. And you don't want to challenge the big organization with huge legal resources. Right. Um, so I thought the NDA was interesting. And um, because it equates to to God. To like God, this is a too. godly, they're doing God's work. So if I come up against that, I'm, quote, sinning almost. Yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with the college, but there was the the guy who was molested as a kid by Frank, Mm-hmm. The father, um, when he discussed this with his mom, he she said something like, well, you don't want to turn people away from the church. By so coming even, forward. Yeah, right. even to her, it was more important to keep people like in with God than to yeah. have her son's person stopped. Horrible. And but, that was happening in churches all the time. And now I've found out that was happening in our church quite a bit. Like, don't say anything, don't come forward, don't do a lot, because it'll make the, quote, church look bad, therefore God, and so you're coming up against God. Yeah, do you want to make God look bad? Um, Okay, so... He'd do it all by himself. (laughs) 
<laughs> so there was one person in this documentary, and I loved that they were kind of outing the process that you go through there. So if mm-hmm. you wanted to work with kids when you got to church or to church, when you got to college, their college, Hillsong College, you had to go through the children's check. I guess maybe even if you didn't want to work with kids, they put you through this. It's a screening process to see if you're fit to work with children. and Which then, isn't bad. Like, I, in theory, right. Let's do, yeah, I mean, let's do some background work on some of the people. Yeah, so they don't take it like um, a, an investigative you know, issue, they have you confess everything. Mm -hmm. So when you're, she was saying, like, when I was confessing, I was like, well, these are older, wiser women here. So maybe they can tell me how I can get over the fact that I had, you know, somebody molesting me or something like that in the past year that I didn't want to participate in. Um, And she's like, nope, they found out that I was involved with it. And you get like red lighted or green lighted. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're available or if you're approved to work with kids, but they keep all of the information that you told them like in your file and it determines, you know, how you're looked at um, by, by the authorities there and your peers and what you get to go on to. And I'm like, okay, what? I, I guess that's such a sweet thing that they're assuming that people aren't going to lie. Also. Uh, well, yeah, because they're, they're <laughs> well, <laughs> of course, they don't want to sin. But also the whole thing was, you know, have you ever done drugs in the past? Have you ever, uh, you know, done alcohol in the past? And that they yeah. would use that rather than I'm redeemed in God's eyes. Right. Is I'm sure they're like, oh, you know, that was very recent. That person is damaged. Let's give them time to heal. Right. But we're cutting them off from growing. Right. So it's all very sneaky. Very sneaky. Yeah. And um, somebody equated it to brainwashing techniques. Like, Absolutely. Well, you know, isn't that why managers right now kind of want people to come back to the office? So they I'm can, sure. Like, yeah. Continuing their brainwashing techniques. Everything is a tiny cult. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing when they were talking about a business and the LLCs protect all their assets. And then they talked about how Hillsong is also bought a lot of land in Maricopa County, Arizona. Yeah. And if that sounds familiar, That's the whole one that everyone was waiting on to hear results. And they said there was a lot of issues of, you know, people during the last election. That was the area where the poor vote counters had to be escorted out because all the protesters were there. And I'm like, something is going on in Maricopa. That we okay. all need to keep an eye on because it With looks like, like it's a little Christians happening. And, uh, yep. And they did talk about how um, there is a definite proximity to political leaders, like church leaders at Hillsong. Oh. And, and he was in that picture of all the political or of all the evangelical leaders with Trump. So now I'm. Now you're getting me steamed up. So Australia for a long time has, they haven't been atheists, but they've definitely not been a, quote, Christian nation. 
And their new prime minister, their latest one, is evangelical and has said some stupid things about creationism or whatever the fuck it is, not believing in climate change, etc. This is new to Australians. But mm. since this documentary has come out, they're very vocal because the prime minister had gotten accused a lot for being friends with Brian Houston. And now yeah. that Brian Houston's being looked at, everyone's like, hey, you know, that's your friend who hid some shitty pedophile stuff. Yeah. And the prime minister said, I haven't spoken to him in 15 years. Oh. <laughs> but now it's out that he headlined the opening prayer for recent Hillsong conferences. And he's right there I next saw that to Brian in the documentary. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't look like 15 years ago. It did not. Um, so Ugh. Australians are all up in arms about the political thing and how that prime minister was trying to get Brian Houston to meet Donald Trump in the White House. So, I mean, political power, it's always been terrible. Um, but I want to hop over real quickly since we have the Ukrainian-Russian thing happening right now. They had some Hillsong pastors from Ukraine, from Kiev, and I don't think that's how you say it. I forget, and, and someone will write and say you did it wrong, but my heart is in it. Um, and they spoke about, okay, you know what? We are not America. We don't work in the money that America works with and yeah. what they're willing to pay to hear someone speak, etc. But they would say, hey, head of Hillsong is sending out, you know, decrees. We're going to have blah and blah come speak at your church. No choice given. And it's $20,000 that you need to raise for this person to come there on, you know, First class ticket, five star first hotel. class hotel. Actually, they um, said business class, just in case. Oh, they're did they? Listening. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Forgive me. Um, but yeah, the percentage of their average salary compared to what they were expected to come up with to get some church leader there, it's it's just not the same. Like you should have your church helping out with that if they can. Because Ukraine's a struggling country. Right. And I love that both these pastors were like, you know what? He's a narcissist, and this whole thing is bullshit. Um, it's not Christ-like, etc." And I'm like, ooh, there you go. Good. Because near the end of this, they interviewed quite a few people who were like, Brian Houston is shit. They <laughs> it's like, whoa. The Ukraine couple said that Brian told them that you're doing this for me. It wasn't you're doing this for Jesus. So in the last week, here's the shit that's hit the fan even more than this documentary. They are not having a good week at all. <laughs> so they have all this stuff going on with Brian Houston Brian Houston has stepped aside because two women have come forward saying that he was inappropriate. And here we go. 
Mm-hmm. We're not going to call it inappropriate anymore. We're going to call it pastor behavior. He engaged in pastoral behavior. So two women, one is from 10 years ago who used to work for him. And I think that person was one that he sent some texts to that were very inappropriate. And he blamed it that he was on sleeping pills at the time. Well, then, two years ago... <laughs> Sorry, I need, I need to sleep. I'm going to take this pill, and then I'm going to take a picture of my wiener. <laughs> I, I don't know if what? there are pictures. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, and then, I think about two years ago, it could have been 2019, after a Hillsong conference full day at night, he knocked on a woman's hotel room. And of course, she let him in. It's Brian Houston. Who knows what's happening? And he was either talking or saying inappropriate things to her. Again, it was blamed on a concoction of anti-anxiety meds and alcohol. And all I want to say is, does Jesus not love you enough that you didn't need to be on those medications? Did God not take away your anxiety? Did not God not give you a peaceful sleep, Brian? What is bothering you? Very interesting. So, of course, it's all blamed on... The devil. Yeah. Well, the drugs. And it's yeah. like, you know what? I've been on those drugs before, and I did not go into anyone's hotel room. You know what I do when I'm on alcohol? I heckle people on Facebook. It is fun. <laughs> I used to when I was on Facebook. So what I'm going to do now is take a picture of the vibrator I was given and then send it to people <laughs> since I don't have a penis. So because of these two accusations, and let me say, coming to light, not happening, coming yeah. to light... He is stepping aside, and then the first black Hillsong pastor in Atlanta decided, I'm stepping aside, too, because Mm. there's just too much shit. And I don't think that there's anything against that guy. I think he's just smart enough to know this isn't what I want to deal with. I don't like where this is going. And I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He could also be like, this is a career ruiner. I'm not sure. Right. But anyway, so he's stepped down. And like you said, they closed their oh. Dallas church. <laughs> like it is crumbling. And I'm, you have to, I'm very glad. You have to do a lot to close a church in Dallas. I mean, you've you got to mess up bad. <laughs> wow. You can just open one. By blinking your eyes, yeah. So it's sort of crazy what's going on, and that's why we wanted to do a quick, not a short, but a (laughs) quick turnaround about the whole Hillsong thing. We've done, I think, a whole episode on Hillsong before. But I forgot it all. (laughs) And, I mean, we did hard-hitting stuff, like, about their font that they use. That's right. It's it's a church font. But there is—okay, so about the documentary, just a couple things. There is a really cool scene where they have the Hillsong logo, like— it's etched in a piece of metal, and when the sun hits it, it sh- it, it makes a shadow against Ooh. the building. So that's cool. Um, the other thing that I think everybody will probably like about this documentary 
the introduction is not long. Like the musical introduction to, you know, <laughs> Downton Abbey or something where it says skip intro. They don't even have the option to skip intro. They're just like, let's get into it. Let's get into this <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, and the people who spoke out are incredibly brave. Most of them were yeah. crying because, I mean, it fucked them up. And I'm sure the relationship with God or, you know, who who knows. But it was very poignant, and I'm sure that all of them are getting labeled as, yeah. you know, the devil got to them. So I, I really I hope, hope they have that other things going on in their life. And Me too. Yeah, and except for the him. one who messed around with him after meeting him in the park. I am not. I'm not a big fan You're of not hers. A fan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to send you the picture, a screenshot of him with his shirt off on her video. So you can post that maybe oh, right. on our Instagram. We will put it on, yeah, on the Instagram. Yeah, follow <laughs> us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, our nice group in Facebook where it's a I really cool our, community. It is a very cool community. Yeah. And if you want to be part of our Zoom parties, again, go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com. All these links are always under the details of our episodes. So just go and then click away and have a blast and review us. And um, I don't know. We'll send a picture of yourself. (laughs) We might see you at a dog park and then have illicit sex. I don't know. We don't know. BV not a shit pile. (laughs) Bye-bye.